0: Welcome to Merrick's Doubling Path. Hey, Angad, Nash. How's it going,
1: guys? Hey, hi there, mate.
0: Uh, so, yeah, uh, good to have both of you guys on the podcast. Like, this is the first time I'm doing something, like, with two people on, which is pretty exciting for me as well. But uh, let's just, like, just if you could, guys could introduce yourselves. So, first, maybe Nash, go for it, and then Angad.
1: Oh, sure, definitely. Right, you know, my name is Nash. Um, I live in Australia. Uh, but I have a, a deep South Indian um, uh, heritage. Um, I, I originally come from a place called Tirunelveli in in know south, south of Tamil Nadu. and then I, I was uh, born and brought up in Chennai, and then I came here to um, to to Australia a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm like an eclectic artist. I do not have any kind of a uh, you know style uh, you know format to my art. Uh, some people ask, you know, what what kind of art uh, do I do? I said I do two D, three D, four D, and every other D in between. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm an eclectic artist, um, and and, and I I've, I've been in the NFT space for some time now, nearly a year now, um, with uh, variable success, I must say. So it's been a great journey, and that's how I met uh, met you, buddy. In that in nice. that right.
0: Nice, nice. Yes, true. And Angad.
1: Hi,
2: so my name is Angad and I am a visual and spoken word artist. Um I'm from India, been a bit of a nomad for the most part. So for me to identify one place where I am, this is like uh, I think we got into this last time, but yes, one of the most awkward questions anyone can have asked me. But um at the moment I am in Chandigarh, India. Um for the most part goa is where i am based when i'm in india and otherwise i am also based out of toronto and um, i am also a mental health practitioner most of my work um even in the space um even in the nft space is um at least inspired by if not driven by uh, you know mental health awareness Mm -hmm. um and uh, I am also the co-founder of an organization called the Colors of India, DAO, um, which, of course, we'll get into what a DAO is later on for, you know, we can go we can go in depth about that right. later on. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And Nash, you're an NFT artist. You have like a... I think you have a few projects, right, like in in the NFT space. But just again, Mm -hmm. to cover this up, like uh, if someone who's new to NFTs, just briefly, if you could like, what's an NFT if you had to cover? I know we covered this in depth before, but just briefly, just so someone can get a hang of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No worries at all. So uh, there are two entities when when we think of that word NFT. First of all, the the, uh, abbreviation of it is Non-Fungible Token. I'll very quickly tell you what a non-fungible item is and then how it becomes a non-fungible token. A non-fungible item is something which is rare. And I always give an example. And pre- even previously, I gave a very similar example to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, although uh, you know there may be uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of uh, uh, cricket gloves that are available in the world and being sold by uh, any company, there's only one pair of cricket gloves which went and reached Mahendra Singh Dhoni. And he used that pair of cricket gloves to lift the Cricket World Cup. So let's say the company Pioneer created 1,000 cricket gloves, but that one pair of cricket gloves which went to Mahindra Singh Dhoni uh, is the one which lifted that Cricket World Cup, and that is why it is a a rare item, and so it becomes a non-fungible item. And if Dhoni decides to put that non-fungible item on a blockchain to verify it and sort of authenticate that this is his gloves and this is the gloves that, that lifted the Cricket World Cup, and that uh, item becomes a non-fungible token when it becomes tokenized on the blockchain. And that is the uh, the, the briefest of brief example to explain a non-fungible item, uh, mm-hmm. which becomes a non-fungible token. There's one more very quick example so that you know people can make an association between the two. Um, uh, although there are uh, you know uh, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pictures of Mona Lisa on the internet, which you mm-hmm. can download and and print and and hang in your in your house. Uh, it does not become the original because the original you know, is is in uh, in the Lua Museum. But if Da Vinci himself you know, came up from the dead, he came to your house and he gave you a certificate of authenticity saying that the Mona Lisa that hangs in your house does not matter where you printed it from. If he came and gave you a certificate of authenticity saying that this is the Mona Lisa because the original author himself has given you a signed certificate of authenticity that makes that the original piece of work so so that is why most artists put their work on the uh blockchain not to sell people think that NFTs are just jpegs but many artists put their work on the on the blockchain not to sell but to uh, authenticate it and you know to um to validate it on the blockchain to safeguard themselves from plagiarism and that is the Uh, Two examples that I gave everybody for who uh, you know when they want to know what NFT means. Yep.
0: Angad, do you want to add anything to this?
2: Uh, I mean, I think that was actually pretty explanatory. I mean, I usually go with the Mona Lisa example. Mona Lisa
0: example, yeah, same. The
2: the thing that I would just add to that is um, the only Mona Lisa that is valuable in the world is the one at the loop. So when people say, oh, I can download a JPEG or I can download whatever it is, I can take a screenshot of it and still get the same use case. uh, What people fail to realize is that um, an NFT is a token. It is um, a holder of value. And that is what makes it unique and rare. And uh, that is why people are so excited about it. Nice
0: uh speaking about nfts now like i've come like i mean like just being on twitter and like f- like following all you guys but like at the moment like at the space at which nfts have been blowing up you see there's like you can say there's like lots like there's lots of artists coming into the space and there's like there's possibly of lots of scam artists as well in the space but also do you guys think that there'll be like a blowout like uh anytime soon like you think like it's going to be like there's a bubble that's to be uh, like it's going to burst because like everything is going to be coming up or it's just like oh it's just going to go up from here like you know i mean uh i mean like artists would get a chance to like put their stuff on the blockchain but like you think it's like overdoing it like with at the the current rate we are going or just gonna like everyone is going to adopt this kind of thing
1: um Up to you, Nash. Okay, I'll take that. Um, First and foremost, uh, uh, how I see this is uh, that there are, because I've been in this space for some time, I've sort of broadly classified NFTs as two major types. It may not be the, it's not not an official classification, but I've sort of broadly classified into two major types. One is the one-of-one or fine art kind of uh, uh, NFTs where the value grow, grows higher with the value of the artist. Um, you know, if, if Picasso came and uh, minted his NFTs, he, he, it doesn't matter what he draws, it'll, be, it'll, it'll sell like crazy because it is Picasso. Uh, the other type of NFTs that I see is the project-related NFTs, where there is always utility, which is which, uh, sort of the, the, the project is being backed by utility. Some utilities may be small utilities, some may be large utilities, We'll come to what utility is in just a bit, but these are the two basic broad varieties of U- of NFTs. Is what I think. It's not an official classification, of course. Now, yep. um, with regards to the uh, you know artists and, and how they're making money, uh, right now it's it's doing reasonably well because there's a little bit of FOMO also attached to this. Mm. Uh, there are scam artists also who uh, who sort of. You know, pump and dump kind of stuff is still happening. Uh, it was happening in the when the BSC tokens and all the altcoins, all of them, when they came, it was still happening. It is still happening to some degree even now in the in the crypto space as well. But that same thing is sort of blowing into the NFT space. But I feel that it is starting to go down. This is this is the feeling that I get that you know uh, people are starting to realize because now now the, the 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 people who are already in the NFT space and know about NFTs are starting to mature a little bit. And so they're not falling for these scams as often. They're not falling for these scams as often is what I think. Now, this is not to say that uh, the scammers won't move on to the new people who come into this space, because right now, inf- uh, NFTs are at in their infancy. And we've talked about the statistic. There's only a, a 0.6% of the entire world internet using community has even heard of what an NFT is. So many of our friends don't even know what an NFT is. So Mm -hmm. when newer, newer, newer people come in. I think it's the the job of us who have been veterans in the NFT space to make sure that people don't fall fall prey to the scammers. Um, But but I think it's starting to mature a little bit. Now, will the bubble burst? I don't think the bubble will burst. But I think uh, as we have seen it ourselves, the NFT space is a rapidly evolving space. And know, it was, people are just happy with just doing just one uh, picture. Uh, and then there was you know, something attached to it, the utility and more. And now DAOs have come in, which is which is a, which is an amazing thing. Uh, and as more and more DAOs come, I think it'll be great for artists uh, because uh, that will sort of safeguard uh, artists' interests as well. And I'm sure uh, you know, Angad uh, can talk Loads and loads about what DAO is and and, and what uh, you know what they would do to help artists.
2: Angad, and yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should just jump in. Yeah, um, yeah just
0: jump in. Yeah, all good. Okay,
2: so I, okay, first, I completely agree with everything Nash has said. I think yep. um, we are in a place where where the market is maturing, the the space is maturing. There's a lot of growth and a lot of innovation taking place. Um, There's a lot of structuring taking place as well, um, which is, I mean, Dow kind of come into that as well, but I'll just get to that in a second. Um, I feel like where we are at right now, I mean, we were in what you could possibly call a bubble a few months ago, Uh, maybe not even a few months ago, but the early stages of 2021, when people were, you know, Doing ridiculous things like recording the sound of a fart and selling it for a couple of (laughs) ETH.
0: that
2: was that was when everything was unique everything was new and people just wanted to just jump in on the hype of course over the course of the last year there's a lot of artists who've come in there's a lot of very organized artists who have come in and they've started structuring what they're doing Um, to some extent um, of course the the one-of-one artists who bring a lot of brand value to their own work, uh, they're always going to sell. I mean, um, like Nash said, if Picasso was to come and sell NFTs, mm-hmm. everything that he makes would sell. But for a lot of the others in the space, I feel like the last year or maybe two years for people who've been around that long have been almost like an audition phase where the, the more organized sectors or the more organized sort of... Uh, structured projects that are now coming out are in, they're almost sort of incorporating these artists into their projects or artists are coming together to form larger projects. Um, not to say that the one-on-one space is not going to keep going on, uh, but for a lot of people, they are, if you, I mean, if you sort of look around and even look at artists who we've seen growing in the space for the last eight or nine months that I've been in the space, Mm-hmm are now getting involved in larger projects or they're creating something for a bigger project um and i I suppose this is where daos come in right eventually um the beauty of this space versus you know the the external art world is that this space is truly a community and it is truly a global community um which for most artists through history we've never had Artists are usually operating in sort of bubbles in these like little isolated, um, you know, we, we all have our own studios and we kind of just live there. And um, mm-hmm. um, this is the first time people are getting to collaborate, they're getting to work together, they're getting to sort of use each other as inspiration to create amazing things. And I feel like that's where we're at in the space. Um, The missing element now is um, there are a lot of artists. We need more people to be educated on what's going on so that there are more collectors as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, well said. Mm
0: -hmm. Just briefly, like uh, Nash, you want to cover like how, what's like utilities of and Like we've covered like what's the NFT, like a one-of-one art, but what's utility like in, in NFTs?
1: Oh, yes, sure. Um, now, um, with regards to utility, there are two types of utilities. Um, uh, the, the let's talk about the the, uh, the project-based NFTs and the utilities attached to those project-based NFTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a, 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 a NFT which is which most people would easily recognize, like Board Apes or Board Apes Board Apes Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. Um, now they started offering uh, real-world uh, um, uh, utilities. Now, what a utility is. Uh, No, let's, before that, let's backtrack a little bit. So what is this project-based NFT? What does it aim to create? It aims to create uh, a personal profile project or PFP project where they make pictures which you can use as your profile picture on your social media. And at once, people will think, I already use uh, Salman Khan or or, or Shahrukh Khan's picture anyway. So what's what's the big deal? Here, the, the difference is if you own that PFP, now the social media are starting to verify them As authenticated NFTs, which can be authenticated on the blockchain via your social media. So, if you own, let's say, a board ape uh, 7046 or something—that's the number. That there are 10,000 board apes. So, if you if you own uh, 7046 is your board ape, and you put it on your uh, uh, Twitter profile picture, Twitter is going to go and verify it on the blockchain, saying that yes, he is the owner of this profile picture. Now that is one utility where you know it 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 means that you belong to a to, to belong to an exclusive club of only ten thousand people uh, who own this board app. So each of these projects are small clubs. Basically, they're creating exclusivity inside a club. Now let's take for example a club like the American Express Express Club and another you know uh, I don't know Wollongong Club or something. An American Express Club always has better weightage because it is an exclusive club, so it's more expensive to get in. So the the uh, you know the entry fee is always higher. Not just the money fee that we talk about, but even even the even the prestige and the clout that comes with it is slightly higher, as opposed to a Wollongong Club, which is which which I'm sure both of them offer very similar uh, amenities or facilities, but still the, the exclusivity uh, gains more popularity, and so. Uh, these uh, these uh, person profile projects they create exclusivity and they say okay uh, we arrange for uh, uh, a yacht uh, party uh, on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve and only people who own a board ape can come in even if I had like seven million dollars and I want to go and and uh, enjoy this party the the, the people of the board apes yacht club are going to say sorry mate you don't have a board ape please go you're not allowed. I even if I say I'm going to I'll pay you 1 million, they're like, No, sorry, this is exclusive, because it is only for the board Ape Yacht Club. And that's what makes it exclusive. And so more and more people go back and try and buy a board Ape. So they create value by creating some sort of utility to it. Um, uh, if I may very quickly touch upon one of, one of my projects, if I have a project, I sort of offer a game attached to it saying that if you have a, uh, a personal profile from phase one, you can go and play the game when the game comes out and you can actually mm. take your profile, the, the that that whatever character and go into the game and play. Um, and the power of, of that character inside the game, so if you have so like power-ups and stuff like that, so that also depends on what uh, the, the, the character that you use. And this is what many people are doing. Some other projects are giving something called tokens. And if the project goes up, then the, the token holders get paid Actual cryptocurrency like Solana or Ethereum, or so on and so forth. And this is a very very brief about um, utility about the, the profile projects or the PFP projects or these ones like board apes and so on and so forth, CryptoPunks, so yeah. on and so forth. Now there are utility in in one of one artists as well. So some many of the one of one artists I know uh, talk about you know uh, I they, they say we will give you high resolution images one or they can say. We'll give you the actual project file if it is a project file created through Photoshop or or Procreate uh, or After Effects or something like that. Say so we give you the actual project file or they can say we'll give you full rights to use the, the art as you see fit. We, we have seen music NFTs come up where uh, mm-hmm. uh, a person like Nifty Sacks say you can use the, 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 the NFT for anything. You can You can remix it. You can do anything with it and make money out of it. I do not care. Uh, you have bought it i give you full rights that can happen or some artists can say you know what i can that can give you a one on one one on one section with me where i explain the art and the, and how the process of doing it for instance a uh, uh, a person who, who uses a very different medium like uh, like blowtorch blowtorch or, blow, blow torch, uh, or uh, you know blower for watercolors or mm. even you know acrylic paints they can actually say i can give you a one on one section where i can tell you how i did this or even show you as a demo how I, I I use the medium to create this art. So even one of one artists are starting to offer uh, you know utility. Or more commonly uh, available utility is they say we'll we'll ship you the the actual uh, the actual painting. If it is an mm. NFT of a painting, mm. this is this is why I explained the Mahindra Singh Dhoni's gloves. You know, if it's an actual painting, you can take a picture of it and tokenize it. But the painting still exists in the physical world, and the mm. artist is saying, I can send you the the actual uh, art, artwork as well. So these are all utilities that are coming up in the NFT space.
0: Yep. And uh, just adding to that, like, I think uh, Adidas introduced, their Adidas Originals introduced their NFT project and the utility, yeah, yeah, the utility that they'd be giving to that is, I think uh, they're giving, I think they are giving like the NFT holders three items, three uh, like clothing items, I think. Yeah. So it's yeah. three unique clothing items yeah. that for whoever owns the NFT.
1: That's true. Yeah.
2: And did any of you manage
0: to get in on that or wanted
1: to get in on that? Yeah. I'm afraid I did not.
2: I, I managed to get one. I got very lucky. Nice. I'd, I'd asked a friend uh, who was going to be up all night trying to get, get a hold of two. I'd okay. asked him to get one for me as well. And then I just uh, yep. I bought it off him. So I got pretty lucky with. That's yeah. awesome. That's oh, awesome. that's nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think that that there is, I mean, I guess like something we've not touched on yet is the utility for the metaverse, which is mm. what that particular oh, yes. is offering. Um, uh, and
1: yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead, uh, No, no, no. Uh, we, I think we should talk about metaverse in, in like, yes, in depth I was because say it's say a Ang- huge topic. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. say, yeah. if
0: Angad, if you can like just give a brief intro on the metaverse and then like segue. Oh, so. okay.
2: Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, I was, I was, I wanted to just add a couple of things, even on the utility side. Yeah, sure, um, sure. Go for it. Because obviously, like one is there's utility as a members club. Um, I mean, actually, to to be honest, like that's the biggest utility that mm. you get. Um, but there is also the social leverage, right? When you look at something like the board apes, um, it is. Uh, it's kind of social signaling as well. It's kind of like um, you pull up to any place in a Rolls-Royce versus in a Fiat Punto or something, right? <laughs> yeah. You will get access to a lot more, a lot more doors open for you if you roll up with an, you know with an Ape as your PFP or automatically. Um, and, and you do see this happen with the project as well, where any major project that is trying to launch in the NFT space they want to be associated with the apes or the punks or some of these other um, higher profile um, Um, projects. And they're willing to give away a lot of equity to holders from these, uh, from these projects, just because that social credibility that, you know, a hundred apes have picked up, um, you know, a hundred pieces from us out of our 10,000 project, those hundred apes are going to, you know, they're going to sell out your entire project just by saying these guys are interested and those apes may or may not have even paid for that project or they may not have paid really? to pick up pieces and yeah. that, that social, um, I think that that social equity or um, uh, with this, that social signaling and uh, posturing is what actually segues beautifully into the metaverse as well because what is the metaverse, of course, the metaverse is... Um, We're talking web three here. So we kind of went from web two, which is a whole lot of two dimensional um, experiences that people have created on the internet Mm -hmm. to a more three dimensional experience. So you can actually walk around instead of browsing through Amazon and scrolling, you can actually walk through a store, you have an avatar and you walk through a store. Um, you can walk through an art gallery or a museum. You can interact with other people. Um, and this is where what Adidas has done or what they're doing, again, comes into play or where uh, Nike purchased um, RF, um, I forget the... the Clonex? Uh, they, uh, they purchased this company called RFX, uh, RFPZ or something. Yeah? X, I
0: think, uh, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think it's CloneX, I think. CloneX, okay. Clone X.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, so CloneX, they've, they've purchased this, this company that is making sneakers for the metaverse. And again, it comes down to social signaling. If human beings are interacting anywhere, they like to show a certain. I mean, it's it's kind of why people want to buy a Louis Vuitton or you know an Armani suit. Mm. Uh, yeah. You want to you want to show value from the minute you walk into a space, and that is translating to the metaverse, where if you have an avatar, how do you show value? How do you show that uh, you know? So so currently in 2D, a board Ape profile picture or PFP brings you that value. But when you go into the metaverse, all of these big brands, all your luxury brands have already started either attaching um, a wearable, a digital wearable to luxury items that you're buying, especially one of one luxury items that you're buying. Because the, the sort of owner of that, gets to actually put this on their profile picture on their avatar when they walk onto a metaverse. So if you're walking around decentral land or somewhere else and you're going to a board a yacht Club party and you're wearing a one-of-one um pair of you know limited I mean one of one pair of sneakers done by Louis Vuitton, you're projecting that value immediately. Mm.
0: Um,
2: and that's that's what I mean that's something that I am very excited about coming up. I mean I've been um learning to to make wearables for crypto boxers and i'm really excited about this space
0: yep.
2: nice
1: that's true cool.
0: cool. uh sorry you said you're really interested in like the wearables aspect of it like uh like what sort of project you're working on on oh
2: i'm um, at the moment i'm just learning i'm just learning okay, okay. to uh to create wearables but yeah uh one of the things that i have done in the real world is I used to run a streetwear label. Okay. Um. So it's just another another sort of way to put some of the art I create out into physical
1: world. And now I want to try that in the digital space as well.
0: Nice, nice.
1: I am actually working on something for my project where where we're doing some uh, uh, Nash, in the Metaverse wanna... work there.
0: Sorry, Nash. okay do you want to give an introduction to your project? Though? it's a uh, project you're talking about, right?
1: Oh, yes. You think that's, no, it? now is a good time. I was, was only yeah, want yeah, really yeah, yeah. on the metaverse part of it. Okay. Right. Okay. And then you can segue so into
0: them. Yeah. How we are you going
1: to, okay. are you going to be taking that
0: project into the metaverse as well?
1: Yes, the I Solonauts? am. And that is, yes. 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 Okay. And that is what we are working on right now. Yep. So let's, let's talk about the knots very briefly. And then I'll, I'll talk about the metaverse part of yep. the knots project. So uh, my project is also a PFP project. Very, very, very similar to what uh, we were talking about uh, Mm. Uh, about the like the board apes, but mine lives inside the Solana ecosystem, or rather the Solana blockchain, rather than the Ethereum blockchain. Um, very quickly, if we want to give a you know a quick overview. There are multiple blockchains, and there are NFTs in these various blockchains. There are NFTs inside the Ethereum blockchain, inside the Tezos blockchain, inside the Polygon blockchain, Cardano, uh, Solana, so on and so forth. In my case, mine is in the Solana blockchain, um, and it's a PFP project as well. And I am also offering utility very similar to what uh, uh, you know other people are offering, but uh, mine are slightly different in a in a in a way. Mm. So, so very quickly to explain what the solonauts are, they are Solana astronauts. They are cute little creatures uh, which visit multiple planets. They make friends with the with the uh, creatures which live in those planets, and uh, you know they are benevolent beings, and they they. Uh, uh, make 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 friends with them. They help to terraform those planets and uh, make the planets better. And they live in harmony with the creatures of the planet. And I always say this: uh, uh, this whole project came to being because of that one dialogue from uh, from Matrix, where you know uh, Agent Smith will t- tell Morpheus that uh, we machines cannot classify human beings. As mammals, because you human beings just go to one place, use all the natural resources, and you multiply, and then you move to the next place. So I definitely did not want my, my solonauts to be uh, humans, uh, to cut down the self-importance of man, so to speak. So they are you know, cute little creatures which, which go around. And uh, if people are uh, going to visit my, my website, which is solonauts.org, S-O-L-A-N-A-U-T-S dot O-R-G. They'll see that these creatures. There are three types of creatures: engineers, biologists, and workers. And they have visors in front of them, where there are different colors, which, which reflect on them. And these different colors uh, reflect uh, reflected on the visors uh, signify the various planets that they uh, visit. These solonauts go and visit. They go and visit these planets. There are multiple planets, like molten planet or you know uh, sand planet, uh, gaseous planet cloud planet, so on and so forth. And uh, the adventures they have in these planets are the ones which become the utilities uh, down the entire uh, Solonaut ecosystem. For instance, in phase two, we're gonna have comics. And these comics adventures will be based on the planet that they visit. Uh, if I may give you a very quick overview or a quick you know, sneak yeah, peek, sure. so to speak. Mm-hmm. If they go to, a, they go to a night planet where these creatures, which are inside the night planet, just do not like the bright light at all. So every time they go and set up a perimeter and switch on the lights, they'll come and break the lights. So so, so they, mm. these engineers and these, you know, they have to brainstorm and find out how they can, you know, overcome this problem of the creatures not liking the light. The same thing happens in the cloud planet or in the in the sea planet, so on and so forth. Um, and in phase three, uh, we're going to offer NFTs, which are animated short films. And the adventures are also based on the adventures that these creatures have in these various planets. No adventure will be the same. So the comics adventures will be different from the adventures in the, in the short films. Uh, and these will be NFTs too. So phase two will be NFT as well. Phase three will be an NFT as well. And phase four is where we go now for uh, the metaverse games. And that is what I want to segue into. Uh, Nash, uh, I'll just uh,
0: pause you. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I was going to say uh, like, yeah uh for so to in order for someone to get a phase two comic or a phase three animation they have to own a phase one pfp right
1: that's right they have to own a phase one pfp no hmm. they the, the you don't have to necessarily own it to to be in the phase two and phase three okay um you you get a, you get the phase two comic at a an absolutely discounted price and you get the uh the added advantage of bringing your own PFP or your own Solonaut into the comic. And so you'll have a unique comic where your Solonaut is the hero or the... You can you can, you can decide if, you, if they want them to be the hero or uh, or just a side character, uh, so on and so forth. So you can bring your own Solonaut so you'll have a unique Solonaut uh, comic. Same holds good for the uh, animation as well. The, your, the Solonaut that you own will be in the animated movie. So you will have a unique uh, movie. And it'll be at an at a like throwaway discounted price. Uh, so when the uh, you know, and so basically they'll be like whitelisted to come and mint at a very very low price, okay. And they'll get that, and then the general public will be play, paying at you know three times the price or four times the price to get their NFT. Right. But the whole the whole thing uh, that the the whole uh, crux of the thing is inside the metaverse in phase four, where we introduce games, and yep. the uh, and the solar knot that you own in Phase One will give you powers in Phase Four, and that is what is most important to know. So, if you own a rare solar knot in Phase One, you have more power in the game, and so you're, you can you can you know complete the levels faster. You see. So, if, mm. you, own, if you owned if you own a gold solar knot, for instance, the so gold solar knots are are rare because there are only ten gold solar knots in the entire collection. So, if you own a gold solar knot, you get the highest power inside the game. So you can so you can imagine. People who want to play the game will go hunting for a gold solonaut. So even if you do not want to play the game and you bought the gold solonaut and you're holding on to it, the value it may have when the game comes is going to be far superior because for the gamers, that solonaut is important to get the power and so on and so forth. And each level in the game is is a planet that they visit. So right now I'm working on two games. One is a 2D game another one is an augmented reality game so both of them are being developed simultaneously uh, i'm getting i'm getting people to help me with these games uh, a thai artist is is helping me with the augmented reality game and uh, an american uh, uh artist he's not an artist per se he's he's doing uh, augmented um, sorry he's doing artificial intelligence in carnegie mellon uh, mm. and he's taken a small break here this year and so he wants to help me to make the game and so he reached out and uh, he had some fabulous ideas uh of uh, of how to make the game so the game will have you can bring a solonaut in there'll be power-ups inside the game um you know in in-game purchases and so on and so forth so you see the value that that the whole solonaut ecosystem adds uh and this is the metaverse that you're building uh both the augmented reality and the 2d games you're going to have 3d games as well we're not getting into 3d games as of yet it's 2d and augmented reality now
0: yeah nice sounds and, exciting Yeah. Um,
1: I was just going to say, that sounds amazing. I, yeah.
2: um, I think from, even from the first time I heard about uh, the Solana Project, I've been wanting to reach out and ask for help getting onto the Solana um, ecosystem because I, I remember, uh, so I think just to let all the listeners know, um, I first encountered La- Nash in his Solana Project uh, when he was hosting a space on men's mental health. Um, yep. This That's was fun. in November and um, I remember you were donating, um, I think proceeds from an entire collection of Solonarts um, for cool. the November. Uh, yeah, um, and um, I, I definitely, um, I'm saying this live on air as well, I definitely would like to collect a Solonart and I'm going to ask you for your help after this call <laughs> to, sure, to set up. Um, set up a Solana wallet. I don't even know what a Solana wallet is called. Um, Phantom? Yeah, Phantom. Yeah, Phantom wallet is the more
1: popular one. There are other ones as well.
2: Brilliant. I I definitely want to get my hands on at least one if not more because they're adorable and I love the fact that you do, um, I I keep seeing you're doing stuff for different causes as well through this project. So, Uh, I for one definitely want to support this. And, uh, just
1: just because you mentioned the November project, uh, we were able to, so, uh, the Movember project, or the M-O-V-E-M-B-E R Movember project, mm-hmm. is the, is fifty solo knots we released for the month of November alone, because we wanted to uh, completely focus on men's health, particularly men's mental health, but physical health as well. And uh, I, I am absolutely proud to say that uh, my co-artist Bina uh, and I, we both were able to raise one thousand eight hundred Australian dollars, which we donated to to the Movember movement, and it is uh, it, it. I think. Among the entire uh, journey of the Solonauts, uh, I I know we have sold out on primary, even that does not give me that much, uh, you know, that much uh, happiness that we were able to donate to the Movember charity. Oh, that is absolutely massive.
2: Congratulations. That was amazing. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you. And also, like one exciting thing, like there's like many people that would come and they'll be like introducing projects. As I was saying, like there's so many artists that like keep coming and like you know introducing a project. I I, I don't wanna name a few, but like yeah, people are introducing, but no one really is like co- adding like value to the holders, like. And like Nash's project is one project that like the Solon Arts project is one project that like keeps giving back. Like, you know, there's there is a roadmap and it's not like a fictional roadmap sort of like he is working on it. There is like the comics are going to be coming out There's like the animations would be in works. And but especially like the metaverse uh, side of things like there is going to be a game. There's going to be a game. There will be two games, actually. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff for this project.
1: Can I just add one more thing, please, before I I pass the mic on to Angad? So, um, this is is with regards to the metaverse as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, metaverse is not just the games, isn't it? Metaverse is just a space where people meet. And so, we have in the Solonauts ecosystem, we have a a space inside of Metaverse, which we've just set up. And even on the website, we have have, uh, have put that it's a room where the Solonauts can come and meet. Uh, We're first opening it just to the gold Solonauts, people who who own the gold uh, solo Okay, uh, they can come in and they can meet there, or they can actually hire that room if they want to hold an event. Let's say they want to hold a a birthday party, a virtual birthday party. Okay, they can say, Nash, we want this room from uh, from you know uh, one one p.m. Uh, UTC to four p.m. UTC, four hours. We want the room. Okay, and we're happy to offer you an X soul. Let's say one soul for those four hours. We'll be like, are you a gold solo owner? Yeah. Absolutely, mate. You can hold your party there. You can invite any number of guests that you want. I think there's a small limit to the room because of the room size, but you can you can invite your guests in and you can have a party. Nobody else will come and disturb you. It's your party. And so that is where the metaverse comes in, you see. And we already have mm-hmm. a room. It's set up. The room is set up. We call it the Solonaut VIP room, nice. uh, which is set up. Yeah, but if you're not, you've not looked at all the ins and outs of it, so we are still, uh, you know, uh, we're setting it up exploring. So, yeah. Yes, no, it's set up, but we are still exploring it. Exploring. Because we want it. to, we want yeah, we want to give utility to the people. So we want to say, uh, uh, so what do you want it to be? You want it to be a frozen uh, theme. Okay, we'll redecorate the room uh, in frozen theme, and you can bring your your uh, you know. But we don't want to get into any kind of <laughs> you know, problems with the uh, you know um, actual intellectual properties. Yes, right. yeah, intellectual right. property. Right. So we're just exploring that right now. But mm-hmm. right now, you can bring your guests in. We can play songs inside the room. You can, yep. you can have a party inside the room or you can have a meeting inside the room. Hmm. And that is where the future is going, isn't it? So if, if I want to hold a, a virtual uh, DJ party, I can bring uh, a famous DJ uh, and bring inside and, and hold the party inside. Maybe if I can if I can get Justin Bieber or, or, or Justin Timberlake or, or any of these guys to come and do a, a live event, only exclusive for the Solonauts, you know, we can, I, I must say, Disclaimer here: I do not know Justin Timberlake. No, <laughs> Justin Bieber, but I'm saying eventually if I do get somebody, uh, and they we hold an exclusive event inside of the Solonaut ecosystem, we can do it in my room because the room is set up and it's open for Solonauts. So that is where the metaverse comes in—not just the games, but even these personal spaces which will be private and uh, you know uh, that nobody will disturb you inside the space. Ah, oh, so amazing
0: yeah this sounds really exciting, man. Uh, okay, thank you. i was I was I'm actually in touch uh, just speaking to an Indian artist like a music art, a dj and he's pretty really? f- pretty famous, back in India, I think uh, his genre would be like a minimal house or uh, like techno kind of nice. music and nice. really famous and he himself is get, like getting into he he is in the NFT space he has like uh, his music that he's been selling I, I can't remember wow. which platform it is on but yeah he is yeah uh, and and another one and another one yeah I think it's Audius, and he has another one as well That where he was but yeah uh, anyway I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him his name is young Raj yeah but you know what? Like, I'll we'll reach out to him, and like, I, I really want to see how this works out. Like, you know, we, Nash, if you're happy, like, we can do like yes. a demo, and like, you know, just see like, yeah, how that sounds, and like, I I want to experience it for myself. Like,
1: exactly, same yeah. here. That's why we were, we we're just exploring. That's why we didn't open it, but but these are the ideas that we have. Nice. Uh, we want to explore it ourselves first. You know, get the, the equipment ready. What is the latency, lag, so on and so mm. forth. Right. And right. And then. And, and because the room is is cool that you can you can go and re-edit it however you want you want to you want to throw in shiny disco balls yeah throw them up you, and you, the room will become like a like a discotheque in, inside the inside the solar universe so all that is pretty cool um yeah i want to explore it myself
2: nice nice let's yeah, yeah we'll there do is... some yeah sorry Angel. oh no sorry i was just going to say there was a there was a huge concert and new year's party on crypto Voxels. um Where they had a bunch of different acts performing and in fact uh, I would love to connect you to someone called Jigar if you don't already know him. Um, He's building a lot on the metaverse and uh, him along with a few other uh, metaverse developers they're actually doing these regular events that um, I mean they usually happen on US time so it's like four or five a.m for me here in India so I haven't really woken up and attended them yet, but um the next day Clubhouse is always buzzing about what happened the night before. So I'd love to connect you to those guys. Um I think they may be able to help you with some of the sound stuff
1: and events and stuff. Oh, wow, that'd be interesting. I mean like like I said, this is this is just this this just the beginning. For people who watched um ready Player One, the movie ready Player One or even read the book ready Player one. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you you know what we're talking about. We're not there yet, definitely not there yet, but but that is where we're going. Um, yeah that is where we're going yeah
2: We're on the fringes. I think um, we're already on that path with yeah um, with the metaverse and it is. It's very exciting and yet it's also a little bit scary. I don't know if, uh, (laughs) I don't know how you guys feel about um, from like, just what the future is going to be like for generations that are born into the age of the metaverse and how they would socialize in real life. Like,
1: Mm. I don't
2: know, I'm excited, but I'm also a little scared and a little nervous. I don't know how you guys feel about this.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if for someone like for the next generation that's gonna be come coming into it and like they are born into it, right? Like like we know what's on the outside. Like I would say, like like we're all probably around the similar age group or like at least in that later generation born in the eighties and nineties. Like we still had outdoors as like so much like to do with outdoors. Or even as kids, like we had like like I'm not saying kids today don't have physical toys as such, but I think like kids nowadays would choose an ipad over a toy yeah. Yep. yeah yeah so Yes. true yeah so like i mean going forward and with the metaverse coming in like i'm not sure whether they'd want to go out and play or they'd want to like like put their headsets on and get into the metaverse like or put their like cover their eyes up yeah i mean have you all read, like has anyone read snow crash
1: no no what is that
0: okay so this book was in, like written in um, i think 1992 Uh, author is neil stephenson so that the word metaverse itself was coined by this author and this book is Mm. complete. yeah so like and the concept of the metaverse was like i'm not sure whether it was introduced before then but the word the term metaverse was coined by this author and like there's like this complete world that he designed like where there's like a like earth i mean like plan like the world as it is like the real world and then the metaverse world Mm. and like and how there's like a conflicting journey that this character is going through, like in the real world and in the metaverse, but how the, the, the world, like the real world is dying, but the metaverse is like growing. Like there's like a more fancier world, like to be lived in the metaverse and like people in real life, like are like living in like, con- like shipping containers and stuff. But in the metaverse, they are probably own like a mansion or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I see yeah. what you mean. Oh, yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, what was the name of this again? I'm gonna.
0: Yeah.
2: Snow crash. Snow crash.
0: Yeah. Okay. And our author's name is Neil Stephen. Uh, Neil Stephenson or Stevenson.
1: Stevenson. Okay, I think I found it on.
0: Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I, I really found good. I
1: found it on uh, Amazon as I mean, on uh, Audible as well. That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Do check it out. Yeah. This oh, is like I, I, also, yeah, I got, I'm pretty sure you guys know Naval Ravikant, right? Like. Oh, of right? course. Of course. Yeah. Big yeah. Guy. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I actually came across this author through Nawal. So, so, yeah, I think Nawal did like I interviewed him on, uh, wow, well, yeah, on, on some space. Like, I, I think they called a fire fireside chat. And, like, yeah, Nawal was interviewing him there. And, like, Nawal was like just praising that book. So, I was like, oh, I have to check this one out.
2: <laughs> his, his recommendations are always amazing,
0: man. Yeah, way. yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. Just before we go into that, uh, Nash, uh, I'm sorry, Angad, do you want to talk about like what you're working on like, and like what's a DAO firstly, so that's a DAO and like, and like you are the co founder of Colors of India DAO right like so. I-, yes.
1: I would love to know what a DAO as well and uh, how you got into it. It's, it's a very exciting right. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Um...
2: So a DAO is essentially a Decentralized Autonomous Organization, which in other words means it's kind of like a company or a cooperative or a society that exists on the blockchain. And um, it is governed completely by a smart contract. So when um, when you own a token that is a membership token of the DAO, you have rights to vote on anything that the DAO is doing. Of course, there are bylaws and there are laws that you write into the smart contract for, um, for members of the DAO. And based on those, your governance token gives you certain rights. So for instance, um, the DAO that we are currently um, building is called the Colors of India. Um, I would actually love to go into the why of this um, before I actually go into the DAO. Um, But the Colors of India is a project that a bunch of artists have started. It's an initiative to to bring Indian and South Asian voices, sort of, and to give more prominence to Indian and South Asian voices in the global NFT community, in the global art world. Um, So as you guys know as well, when there is talk of um you know say like a sotheby's auction or when there is talk of any of these bigger projects or bigger sort of opportunities and people talk representation typically you're talking black and white i mean you'll talk male and female if you're talking gender but if you're talking sort of ethnic uh, representation it's typically black and white um and this space, right? the global sort of uh, the decentralized creator economy is supposed to be this great equalizer. It's supposed to be this place where there is opportunity for everyone. Um, And while in theory, that is true, and there's literally no gatekeeper stopping anybody from making it in this space, we're still carrying a lot of the um, you know, the social stigmas or the social sort of hierarchy um, from web two into web three. And um, Colors of India, for me, came about, um, I was in a clubhouse room where they were talking about, just after the first Sotheby's auction, they were talking about representation. And there was this huge debate going on about how white male artists sell for more than black male artists and male artists sell for more than female artists. And there there was a lot of talk and most of it was black and white. And most of it was very American oriented or at the, at the very least, very sort of um, European and American oriented. And I remember sitting there listening and I had this, like this moment of truth, right? this moment of realization where I was like, wait a second, we're not even in the conversation. We are so underrepresented that in a conversation about representation, we're not even at the table. Mm. So people are talking about how this, this artist sold for, you know, half a million less than that artist because this artist was white and this art, that artist was black and i wow. are not even in the conversation. Um, so, I mean, I, I did go up and speak about this, but I also realized that the problem was not really at the end, uh, at their end. The problem was at our end because as Indians or as South Asians, um, there is so much cultural baggage, so much historical baggage that we carry uh, when it comes to our own confidence, because through history, or I mean, at least through recent history, ever since we were colonized, there is a there is a sort of um, inbuilt training to feel inferior to a Western voice. And when mm-hmm. we are in these spaces, it is completely voice driven. Right? We don't actually get to see each other, um, but you hear these loud American accents, and you hear these really confident European accents, and then you have these almost apologetic indian people saying, sir may i please speak for one yes. second and you see, they just yeah. get shouted over right they get shouted Absolutely. over and then they just decide oh you know what maybe i will just listen because these people seem to know what they're talking about because for us voices of authority and voices of so called the, the the good the good guys have always been mm-hmm. the accents in these voices um, and It was time for us to start introspecting and figuring out how to empower ourselves right the problem is not somebody else the problem is we need to get over a whole lot of stuff we need to get confident um, artists from this part of the world and i mean when i say this part of the world i mean most of asia do not even do not even price themselves you're working with an artist from thailand right nash you've seen like there are so many talented artists there as well they don't even price themselves um, I mean, most of these guys are selling for like $100 for something they've worked a, a yeah. week on. And yeah. then you get then you get these like, you know, super cocky crypto bros who'll draw like a doodle on a napkin and say, yeah, man, this is for five eats because, you know, th- this is... What-. And they know how to sell. Yeah. We don't know how to
1: sell. They sell. Yeah, I know. They and
2: do. You know, culturally, we haven't been taught this, right? If you're American, yeah. you are taught to sell yourself right from when you're in school. You have to write essays talking about... Why you should get a certain, you know, why why you should get into a school, why you should get into a college, why you should get the job, you're constantly selling. Whereas we are yeah. constantly told not to have a voice because when adults are talking, you do not speak, you know, we were kind of from that kids should be seen, but not heard. And then yeah. as artists, it's even worse because already your social pariahs, your own families are like, um, no, you should not. You should not pursue yeah. art not exactly
1: doctor engineer i know i know yeah
2: so the stigmas that we have to overcome are huge and it's a it's a real challenge but we decided to i mean there was a few of us artists we actually held a few um, introspective meetings right we're like as a as a society we need to get a bunch of people together as a community we need to get a bunch of people together and figure out how we can solve this because if we can get over some of these things, and we can start bringing more people up, when you see one representative of you who sounds like you and looks like you break a certain barrier, break a certain glass ceiling, that's mm-hmm. when a whole lot of others suddenly get confident. So, right. so what we're trying to do through the Colors of India is in most
1: horrible situations. So, sorry, mate. Something oh. happened here. Yeah. I, was, I was like, "That's a that's a new voice." <laughs> the, the, suddenly, Sad, Sadhguru wanted to tell me that something about horrible situations. I don't know, I don't know why he wanted to do that, but, but listen.
2: Yeah, I know divine intervention.
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what it is—the horrible situation that we are in. Uh, to be honest, we have to break that absolutely.
2: Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, like, um, it is a horrible situation. But I think just the fact that we are aware of it now, that's, that's, a, that's a huge step because now we can work towards breaking this and I see it happen already. I mean, mm. we, this, this, this thing happened six or seven months ago. In the last six or seven months, we're now seeing so many people um, of like either from India or of Indian origin or of South Asian origin who are making their voices heard in this space. And I don't mean this in an activist political kind of way. I just mean, as artists, as community leaders, as community builders, I mean, like yourself, Nash, I mean, I know you have a very strong community on Twitter and you're constantly supporting artists. You're constantly bringing sort of, you know, building people up and um, that's what we need. We just need more bridges, more leaders, more representatives because that is how we break these sort of, you know, these, these glass barriers. And um, of course, like the other side of what Colors of India is trying to do is also bring the NFT space and the whole blockchain economy and that entire ecosystem to the mainstream market in India. So we're also looking at educating people. Um, So, you know, for instance, we're doing a lot of onboarding sessions, a lot of workshops, when I say workshops, I mean, these are like completely free workshops where we're going to organizations, to galleries, to Uh, colleges, design schools, art schools, things like that and just holding sessions for them to tell them what the NFT space is, how they can get into it, um, helping them set up their wallets, helping them, um, you know, even mentoring them. Um, We're also mentoring artists within the NFT space right now because eventually like the entire ecosystem needs to grow. Um, Absolutely. So that that is what Colors of India is about. And I can now get to the DAO if you'd like, or would you or want me to stop for a bit? Because I No, no, no. no. No, go, go ahead. for it,
1: man.
2: Ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm um, really interested myself. Awesome. So uh, like I was saying, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, which is basically like a company that exists on a blockchain. And everything is governed through your, um, your DAO token, which is basically on a smart contract, That has all of the the laws and the bylaws of that company or of that organization um, embedded in the token so you can operate within the confines of those of those rules and laws and you can vote on all sorts of things that pertain to what the organization is doing so in the case of colors of india um, our primary motives are to empower artists from this region who are already in the space and to educate the rest of India about what's going on in the space and to onboard more people. So as long as there is an in- initiative that is in line with these, these goals, mm-hmm. um, be it an exhibition, be it uh, someone who's, who's doing a project that they need help with um, the Dow that has a collective wallet can then invest in, whatever project that somebody brings to the community and then the community votes mm-hmm. on it. And based on the, the Dow's sort of uh pre-decided guidelines, if you have over a certain number of votes, that project will pass. So um, of course all of this, we are going to announce when we officially, um, I mean, this is, this is what we are working on right now with the lawyers um, with okay. the bylaws. But once we officially announce, of course, I would be able to give you um, a clearer idea of yep. say 60% or whatever, and then your, your vote is through. um, yep. mm-hmm. um sorry, uh, sorry, were you saying, were you saying something?
0: No, 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 no. Go on.
2: Ah, sorry. Okay. No, I was just going to say that, um, the, um, some of the stuff that the, the DAO is already working on, because we do have a roadmap. Some of the stuff that the DAO is already working on is um, there's something called Metacon X, which is um, an event that we're doing in Bangalore. Mm. As of now, it is scheduled for April 2022, but um, seeing as how this whole Omicron situation is suddenly escalating, we may have to postpone. Um, but as of now, we're looking at doing a three day event where we're bringing together the entire sort of blockchain ecosystem, which is Uh, the crypto space, the NFT space, and the metaverse. Um, And we want, you know, we want the entire ecosystem to actually meet in one place. And of course, for us as artists from the community, this is going to be a great opportunity to actually physically meet. But also to figure out what the developments are that are happening in the metaverse, where people's utility from the NFTs can eventually be used, and how people can develop, you know, the skills that they're sort of developing within the NFT space right now. Um, And of course, crypto funds all of this anyway. So they need to be part of the conversation. Um, So this is one of the bigger projects that we're working on. And alongside this, of course, there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, I mean, we're setting up a podcast, a vlog, um, and an entire sort of media outlet so that we can start also broadcasting what happens in these closed, I mean, because at the moment, we're a closed ecosystem, right? The the NFT Mm -hmm. space. So we yeah. want to actually have these conversations on platforms that the rest of the country and the world can also access these conversations. So that's
1: basically what we're doing right now. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Wow.
0: Angad, uh, so at this stage, I mean, at this stage, I'm guessing there's there's no token for Colors of India, but like there's gonna be a token,
2: right? There is gonna be a token. Yes. Yeah.
0: So y'all are gonna y'all are working on the. Tokenization, like all the we're m- working m- on
2: the tokenization. Where um, I mean, as you guys know, navigating Indian law on things like crypto is mm. very, very tricky.
0: Yep.
2: Um, so the first thing that we actually did was we brought a team of lawyers on board as awesome. part of the founding team. That was the only way we would get to do this and not end up uh, <laughs> not end up behind bars for some stupid reason or the other. That right. Uh, some department Uh. would come up with because they they, they don't seem to really like the crypto space for some reason here. But um, Uh. I think what we are doing now is um, we've come up with a sort of hybrid solution. So we're going to have to have a legal entity in India that mirrors the DAO. Okay. Nice.
0: Okay. Nice. So it'll be like, two entities like one's going to be the DAO and one is like actually going to be like a legal entity registered and the Indian uh, taxation system or whatever yeah.
2: Yes that's what's going to happen so basically Mm. we're going to have a society that will operate in India because also for us to be able to physically operate in the country I mean if we were only on the blockchain and not doing physical events and not having exhibitions and you know onboarding events in like in real life yeah um we wouldn't need to do this we could just register in you know malta or you know somewhere exactly. else yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but unfortunately we have to actually so, so we we are setting up a physical entity as well
0: and and nice. from your knowledge do you have any competition like colors of india do, do they have any competition like in the market
2: um yeah. i don't i don't really see anybody as competition Competition. because you know the thing is we're not we're not like a for-profit enterprise we're not really um you know we're not like one of those things where we want to like suck up everyone's souls and say okay you all belong (laughs) to us as far as we are concerned if there is anything happening in the nft art crypto space where we can support artists who are from this region, um. We will do so regardless of whether it is for and what someone may say a rival organization i mean mm. we're mm. we're here for the community and we are completely agnostic um and that that goes for like even platforms and things like that we're completely agnostic because awesome. the moment you have community everybody wants a piece of you right right uh, right we have yeah. platforms coming and saying partner with us and that's a very scary thought because then you're no longer agnostic. You are no longer for the community. So yep. that's another tricky situation we're already navigating.
1: That's
0: uh. awesome. Yeah. And I think the last time we were speaking, also Angada, I was like telling you, like I, I, speak, I mean, I hinted at like I don't know whether I should be saying this, but like uh, whether you can or like get some of the big organizations in India, especially like a clothing brand or like some any other brand. To host a competition at at your event that's going to be happening in April, and like and they would select an artist of their choice, and then that artist, um, their art would come onto the clothing or like a pack or packaging material or something of those sorts. Right.
2: We we're definitely working. That's a weird idea. we I mean, we're already doing stuff like this. We just mm. did a. Uh, we just did a collaboration with this uh, this Hollywood film called Rocky. Um,
1: Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. It was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool because they came in, they came to the community. Uh, We brought them to to the artists and basically they opened up a collaboration opportunity. Um, So we got a lot of entries and then they were normal. They were then sort of shortlisted down to I think 10 or 11 pieces that were eventually minted as part of the official NFT, uh, Rocky NFT collection. Oh,
0: nice. And these uh. are all
2: of foundation. I think four out of the 11 have already sold, if I'm not wrong, or maybe five have already sold. Um, and they also pledged a certain number, certain percentage of the proceeds to be split between all the artists who were shortlisted. So there was some, I, I want to say there was like almost 20 artists who were shortlisted. Nice. Aside from the, mm. aside from the 10 who were minted. Okay. So, they're actually allocating some funds that the Colors of India wallet is going to distribute um, to these artists. So we're, and, and because again, we're completely decentralized, we're actually taking their opinion on whether they want to split the money straight up because it's not a large amount. It's a very small amount. That's true. But, um, mm-hmm. but we're actually trying to say we can invest it in any project that they feel everybody sort of votes on because that's mm. how we want to operate. Uh, yep. Whatever everybody votes on, we can bring proposals, and eventually, when the money is worth splitting, it'll then get split uh, right. among these 18 or 20 people that are there on this list. And, and, and
1: I, before you go on, I have just to just make a small little comment about the Rocky thing that you said. I saw it. Uh, uh, I have been uh, really waiting for this this movie, Rocky, for for a while now because the, even when the trailers got released uh, released a while ago, they they created a fair amount of buzz. Uh, and I was really uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what this guy, the director, it's, it's is. it's his first movie, Arun Matheshwaran. Uh, mm-hmm. that's his name. Um, I was really looking forward to the movie. The movie is, movie is phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. But then I was pleasantly surprised when, you know, they're sticking out of the box, getting into NFTs. It is very interesting, you know, when these young people come into uh, even films and stuff like that. Uh, it's really cool. Today I saw another uh, news uh, where... Uh, AR Rahman is, is uh, going to support um, uh, NFTs in India. Uh, he's he's partnering with somebody. I, let me just pull up that news article. Just give me one moment. Sure. I'm pretty sure it's here somewhere. I, I, I sort of saved it and kept it there because it is a very interesting piece of news. I'm like, wow, uh, like Rahman is coming up with, you know, looking at NFT. You know, you know, Australian Open has sort of ap- aped into NFTs as well. I'm sure you saw that. So AR yes. Rahman is, is collaborating with Hedge Bar Foundation. Okay. Uh, HBAR H-B-A Foundation to bring in uh, Indian uh, music community into the NFT space um, through a. F- they're starting with a crowdfunding, uh, I think, uh, platform to start with. Uh, maybe they should contact you guys to, to to get to make it into a DAO. That'll make more sense. Yeah, that would be
2: amazing. Um, I would. I'll definitely look into this and see if we can reach out to them and uh, support them as well. Because yep. this sounds incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know that uh, uh, Ram Gopal Varma has is is releasing his most recent, uh, you know, uh, erotic film as NFTs. Um, yeah. there are a few others who who done it, uh, in uh, who, who sort of a few other artists who are getting into NFTs. Uh, and, and Async Art, uh, they released a, a, a phenomenal uh, collaboration between forty uh, uh, music artists from the. South Indian, you know, Tamil (coughs) film industry. So they got together to make a 40-minute song. And I'm not sure if people know about Async Art. They do something very interesting. They they make uh, music and they release them out as stems. Uh, Then we as collectors, if you decide to buy a a blank copy, we can go and listen to the stems and we can choose which stems we want to be in, in our song and we can sort of put together the song ourselves. So basically it is almost like, Putting together a a subway sandwich, you know, you can say I want <laughs> lettuce, I want you know, I want I want an panitika, you I know, I want tomato and so on and so forth. So you can put together uh, a song, and then you can mint it, and that'll be the song that you can't <laughs> delete that after you mint it. Yep. But but that's a cool little idea. And the forty Tamil artists uh, got together to release this uh, song called Pun, uh, which is P-A-N-N in English to to to, to translate it, but it is. Um it is a phenomenal venture uh, and they're doing quite well. They're doing really well, in fact. Um, mm. uh, they're selling quite well. I I, old, I own a gold master and I keep I keep going back. so they release these these uh, stems, as they call it, tracks uh, in, in in bunches of uh, one or two tracks every week. So I keep going back and listening, and I'll put a mix and say, oh no, no, I don't like this, let me wait for more to come, more <laughs> to come. So, yeah. but it's a 40 minute song. It's not a one minute song, it's a 40 minute song. Nice, uh, which is pretty awesome yeah they're doing some some phenomenal stuff wow it sounds amazing yeah but mm, it is okay a- A-S-Y- async a-s-y-n-c-a-r-t, A-S-Y-N-C-A-R-T. A-S-Y-N-C-A-R-T. yep A-S-C-A-R-T. so I, I i have yeah async. Uh, i have a couple
0: of my my uh, i'll just my drop it pieces. in oh you have a, some on async as well nash
1: Yes, I'm, I sw- I sell quite well on async. Uh, I'm okay. safe, if i if I may say so myself. I mean, I have a few pieces, about ten or fifteen pieces on async art. And mm-hmm. this is not the music art. I don't do music art. I do the you know like uh, digital art. But then they give you this 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 template. So uh, one of the templates is uh, you know uh, the collector can go in and choose the template to to make the art himself. So they they'll buy the whole art piece. And when they want to display, they can go and choose. So, so that my piece will have like eight layers and eight sub layers within each layer. And you can go and choose which layer you want to. And every time they go and change, the art changes. So it's, it's in the sense having like a, a, a thousand, thousand combinations because there are eight layers and eight sub layers. Right. right now I'm working on one more art piece, which is um, heavily inspired by the, uh, the New Zealand Maori uh, tattoos. Uh, but this is my, I'm calling the symmetry. And this one has like, uh, uh, 14 or 15 uh, layers and sub layers inside them. And the artists can the, the collectors can go in, and, and sort of, you know, there are rarities attached to this and you can go and mint a piece uh, with various combinations and the art will keep changing every time you mint a different piece. And there is another piece which I sold where uh, There'll be turtles which would sort of migrate from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. But they'll keep changing every hour. So so at an early mm. morning six o'clock they'll be at the bottom. By the, by night twelve they'll be at the top of the screen. And yep. the screen also the, the the picture also will change from uh, uh, you know daylight to night time. And uh, it's it, right. it's it's really fascinating what they're doing in in the async art scene. It is a nice. s y n c a r t.
0: Uh, I dropped it in the chat box
1: oh thank you thank you thank you yeah yeah that, this is I, I have a few pieces so i i go by aussie cyber guru i know it's a crazy name A U W S I E C Y B R G U R U. but my pieces are an ac card and it's such a lot of fun uh there's a piece where it where you get us uh, we get a piece which changes every hour so right. one of my pieces is called every hour she's beautiful where there's only one portrait and There'll be different versions of the of the same girl, and she'll look different every hour. You know, so it's it's sort of fascinating stuff.
0: Uh, I, I think I came across something similar on the uh, on the Cardano uh, like Cardano NFT blockchain. There was a project called Tree uh, Trees. I think it just just different trees, but mm-hmm. but like instead of changing every hour, they change throughout the year, like how a tree would go through its cycles, like have, yeah, have yeah. leaves, have fruits, have flowers, and like you know, and then it's like no leaves at all and stuff like That's that awesome. but it, yeah but it goes throughout like a year
1: well, uh, in async as well they can do something so for instance so you can have like uh, uh let's say you live in a country where there are four seasons you can have four arts uh, and they will only mm. change when the season changes so when it's summer there'll be one art piece then there'll be winter will be a different one right, and then- right, right.
0: But 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 you could take it like to another level, right? Like you could be yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah. instead of just four, you can have twelve. So every month it is gradually going into like yeah yeah like gradually so, changing. Yeah, or you so could like 20... mm, sorry, and you can go sorry. even like deeper to fifty-two weeks, right? Like and you can have fifty-two art pieces and like and then it's going as per like f- yeah. every yeah.
1: week it's changing. Or, or you can mm. or you can go or you can go really really deep <laughs> yeah. because they have they have built that. So you can actually make that a lifetime. so if, if for instance, right, you, right, let's, right, let, right. let's say you you're you're drawing a baby uh, yep. that'll be that'll be the first year. and so every year till they pass on, mm. let's say they're passing on ages like seventy five or eighty or something, till they pass on, they'll keep aging and they'll you know they'll change only every year. so you can yes. go that deep as well. Okay. They, they can they Exciting. can be they, yeah, they can be uh, they can be so you have you have the control. Mm. Uh, they can be uh, susceptible to est- external stimuli. So, so in each uh, age group, you can have uh, you can have a, a happy child, a, a sad child, a furious child, you uh, mm. know, a, a child which is which is you know uh, uh, being bossy, so on and so forth. And let's say in so you, if you keep doing multiple of them, uh, even you can you can you can also uh, give external stimuli like illness or, or sadness, or they want something, or they become the class leader, I know that the art will change. Nice. It is super fascinating. It's really fascinating. Do you need to uh, do you need to code to do any of this or is it just No, no in? coding at all. Absolutely wow. no coding. You be the artist, you you draw them, you, yep. you visualize it in your brain, and you I, I know there's there was a there was an art piece, I think it was called pods or uh, I don't know what it is called this. So there's just an entire school of of uh, fishes that the artists hmm. had drawn them painstakingly as well. So, uh, and, and uh, the, those, those are multiple levels. So there'll be fishes which are in the calm water. The, the fishes will change when the, the water becomes a little turbulent. When it, when it rains and there are, there are ripples on top of the water, the, the fishes underneath the water will be a different configuration. Uh, when, when, somebody, when, when, they, when there's a, a food which is thrown from outside uh, and it starts to sink inside, uh, the, the, the fishes' configuration will change. They are, they are, these are static images, mind you none of them are video, all of them are static images, but that it, it sort of translates, it, it communicates with you as well. Hmm. It's uh, super fascinating what they're doing.
2: I am getting on this today. And I have, I have so <laughs> many ideas popping into my brain right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm was right that. now working on one. I'll, I'll mint my my piece by early next week, uh, where there will be, uh, where you, where all you have to do is hit on randomize, and you'll get a different art every time you hit on randomize. You'll get a different art and you can decide which you want to mint. And you can mint one, but you can just keep randomizing. So, so there'll be multiple layers uh, and there'll be weightage or, or rarity built into each of these, each of these layers. So, so it's like, um, so, for instance, if you imagine a butterfly uh, with uh, two top wings, two bottom wings, uh, one body, one antler, and let's say uh, one head and you have multiple versions of these, you don't know which you're going to get. When you hit on randomize, you'll get uh, layer number one uh, of the wings, layer number five of the bottom wings, layer number three of the body, and layer number 20 of the antlers, and they'll all come together based on the rarity. Uh, If it is a very rare one, you'll probably get a very rare one only once in, you know, like 20 times or 30 tries or something like that um but yeah this is super fascinating so i'm i'm minting that next week my my piece has multiple layers where it'll just keep you be random and there'll be a gold version and a non-gold version so on and so forth very fascinating it took took me a while to figure it out but it's yeah super cool
0: nice i was just gonna say like angad is also a poet and like so, so can like angad do something on those lines as well like in the in this, in async, I mean, he he will obviously have to use his own creativity, but like on those lines with music and his poems and like stuff like that.
1: What do you think? No, Chris? I'm I'm afraid not. So right now okay. they do not open the music uh, thing to everybody. The uh, music NFTs oh. uh, are invite only, uh, okay. but they're going to open it very soon. So by the end of this year, they're going to open it to uh, the general public as well, and then and then then anybody can do anything they want. Absolutely, but no I... uh, no worries at all but for now uh, music nfts are invite only uh, okay. because they want to sort of populate that that space yep. but the yep. uh, the non video sorry the non music part of the nft is open to everyone
2: interesting okay i'm going to i'm going to see if i can
1: reach out to them and see if they want a spoken word artist on their uh... <laughs> please do they have a phenom they have a phenomenal discord channel and they are always there and somebody's there to help you Today I asked a question about uh, about aspect ratio because I, I had created this, this piece in a, in a very unique kind of you know, aspect, aspect ratio and I wanted to ask them whether they'll allow me to do it in the aspect ratio that I want or should I stick to you know standard one like you know, 1080p so on and so forth and uh, within a few minutes they came to me and said oh no worries doll we have a custom template where you just use the custom template and the template itself will adapt to your aspect ratio, you don't have to worry about anything. I'm like, wow this is this is the team that you want to work with because you know <laughs> they're taking care of artists um they know that we will bring value to their their platforms so they they want to take care of us and a phenomenal discord uh, uh channel they have uh, the the one who runs the one one who heads this is a is a um, um is a girl called uh tara naomi i'm sure many people know tara yeah, naomi in the nice. oh yes yeah, she is one of yeah, yeah. She is. She she runs. Uh, she she is part of ASIC now. They hired her, or she's joined their team, so to speak. They're not not hired, but that's the bad word. Uh, that's the wrong word. She, she's part of the team, so she knows uh, artists because she's an artist herself. She's a music artist, so she knows uh, how to handle artists, and so she's always on the ball, and it's phenomenal. And the team is amazing, absolutely amazing.
2: And this is an ETH uh, ETH based thing. I'm just
1: thinking. yes, it's an Ethereum blockchain. Yes, that's right. It's an Ethereum blockchain.
2: Ooh, okay. I'm I am definitely gonna come up with something on this. Thank you so much for introducing me
1: to this because I'm so excited. No, right no worries. Uh, more the merrier. Absolutely. i I always love to spread this. I mean i I've been talking about Async card for nearly six, seven months, but not many people have gotten into it. Uh, haven't because it, it. it needs a little bit of little bit <laughs> of you know thinking and stuff like that.
0: You know what? I've opened the home page and like the sixth piece is your piece mesh.
1: Oh, is it right? Oh, really?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, yeah, really? oh.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wanna... Uh, God. I dropped the link in the chat. Yeah. And and for people listening, I'll drop the link in the description as well, like once I'm posting this. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Is that right? Wow. On the phone? Oh, There's that's only... right. Our mind is a multiverse. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea I was in the... Oh, this is. Okay, this is this is super cool. Okay,
0: sweet, nice. Because I remember, yeah, seeing this, and then I look
1: at the name down.
0: Yeah, one.
1: <laughs> no, but that is so. This this is like four four abstract art, and yes. they change every. Uh, they change one in the one in one at daybreak, uh, one at sunset, and then mm-hmm. day and night are different ones. And uh,
0: yeah, insane. Yeah, nice. Super cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Well, wow, I didn't I didn't even see this. It's nice.
0: Angad, what do you have in mind or you like for async art?
2: What do I have in mind? Yeah. Um, just so like, like briefly, hand. if
0: you want to, uh, if you don't want to. So so something
2: pleasure. that I've been, uh, something that I've been sort of playing around with and, um, I actually did something like this for, uh, I submitted to that Rocky project as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, obviously, because they were—I uh, mean, they—they they wanted something that very obviously represented visually, sort of looked like something from the film. So uh, mine turned out to be a bit more of a mental health piece on someone seeking revenge. Uh, but I played with some stop motion, and um, I did—I think it was a 58 individual frames that I created. I hand drew. Okay. And wow. I mean, you know, I do spoken word, right? So right. Um, everything I want to put out from, I mean, from my last collection onwards has spoken word on it. Um, and that's something that I now want to make um, part of like everything that I drop. It has to have some poetry on it. So mm. um, I think this would be a great way for me to like tell stories. Because if I can figure out if there is a way for me to layer my audio onto this, Um based on whatever uh, verse that you're listening to, the visuals should be different. So right. I, I, I mean, I'll have, to, I'll have to play around with it. Yes. And see yes. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. possible to actually put, put my audio and then work with it. But right. um, if, not, I'll still, if not, I still have a few things that uh, I would like to do. Um, if, nothing, if nothing else, then I'll work on, I do a series on resilience, which is yep. from my abstract work. Um, where I do um, the series is actually called "The Cracks You Thought Broke You Might Be the Roots That Truly Make You." Um, wow! Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's inspired by that uh, Japanese concept of kintsugi, yep. where they use gold to uh, fix cracks in broken pottery. Um, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, awesome. Fascinating, right? Because usually. Yeah we become so much stronger every time we go through something really dark. We may not realize it at the time, but, Mm. um, you know, like they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a series that I do. And visually I work with flowers because flowers are one of the most resilient things in the world. You can see flowers growing out of rocks. I mean, that's, that's how resilient they are. So I have this series of abstracts where there's like a lot of texture, a lot of cracks and flowers. And I think it may be interesting to see if I can get flowers to grow using um, Async Art.
1: It could be fun. Mm, yeah, mm, yes. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. The, 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 I'm sure uh, even on Async card, if you're there on the, on the website, you'll see that one of the artists called Diwali that is a phenomenal piece. I really love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's going at eight ETH. It's way beyond my, uh, my ETH bag. I must say, I'm a very small ETH bag holder. Um, but it's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Um, I really like that one. Um, I think what it's by, called? it's called Diwali. Oh, the piece is called Diwali? Yeah. The piece is called Diwali. It's somewhere ah. at the bottom, if you keep scrolling down, it's sold and it's now on secondary. Oh. Um, Mehak Mehak Jane, she's the one who's done it, it's or they good. have the one who've done it. But, so, so if you want to really experience the the async art piece, you must click on the piece, and and if you just scroll down, it says explore this artwork. That's when you'll get the you know the full uh, experience, and you can just click on randomize, and you can see the the art transforming in front of your eyes. You can also individually go and change the states as they call them uh the the states can be changed and that will change the way the art piece looks and behaves but then you can also uh just click on randomize and then see how the art transforms in front of your eye it is an absolutely amazing uh piece this one diwali
2: i'm trying to find Diwali. But in the meantime i'm looking at some of the others just to see what
1: uh, uh, you, you must you must check out this this guy called uh, Audi Cyber Guru. <laughs> it's a shameless <laughs> yes. shameless plug. Yes. No, but but <laughs> I, I, you, I, I one 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 of mine which which I am quite proud proud of. Um, if you just go into Audi Cyber Guru and that, that's my profile, and there's one thing called Soaring High. Um, that one uh, actually sold for one ETH and uh, I was mm. I was very proud of making that. Uh, it was a it took me a long time to figure it out. If you mm-hmm. go to Soaring High. Go and click on uh, explore this artwork, and then just click and just keep clicking yeah. randomize, and you can see the art transform in front of your eye. That's awesome.
0: I'll be dropping all these links in the description, Nash. If you can share them with me as well.
1: Uh, sure. We let me just be, yeah. let me just share that um, share that this piece now. Um, yeah. So this is the one.
0: But uh, also I was gonna say. Uh, Angad, last time we were speaking, you mentioned something. I can't remember what you called it, but like you, uh what is that other profession that you do? Like where you help individuals. Art sorry.
2: Art therapy. Art therapy. Creativity. Right. Right. Creativity counseling and creativity coaching is something that I do. Um, yes. With a lot of artists and corporates, actually. Um, yep. you if if can corporates lately, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you can just like briefly, like, uh, like touch upon that? Like, what is it exactly?
2: Um, so art therapy is, um, I mean, basically art therapy works in two ways. Um, when you, uh, when you can't express something through words, and there's a lot of people who, especially people who've gone through very traumatic experiences um they may not be able to express what is happening with them through words or, or there are times when due to certain mental health conditions, um, you're not able to, uh, or a patient or a, uh, you know somebody is not able to express themselves verbally. Um, and then there's also certain emotions that you can't express verbally, but it is just something you're feeling. So sometimes using art or using other forms of expression uh, that are sort of non-verbal. You can start to get an idea of something that a uh, that a person is experiencing. Um, of course, like I don't want to go too deep into this side of it, and also mm-hmm. I I do not do that much of this side of it in my practice. Uh, of course, I have um, studied it extensively, but um, yep. the the for for my purposes uh, for what I do, mm. um, I work with blocked creatives. I work with people who are looking to find their inner artist. Something that I believe in very strongly is um, everybody is an artist. Like literally every one of us is an artist. And uh, somewhere along the journey of our lives, usually in our childhood itself, that artist is diminished through um, what society tells us and through what people who Hmm. Um, we look up to usually tell us and we start killing off our inner artist because it's not mature to come up with, you know, fantasy work and things like that. Um, I mean, if you you look at any child, you can leave any three-year-old in an empty space with just a stone or just a stick or something, Hmm. they will create an entire world, they will create an entire imaginary world and absolutely Every child can do it, right? It's not that only the ones who grew up to be artists were like that when they were kids. All children can do it. Yet, when you get to your you know, teens and 20s, a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, I'm not creative. Um, so what I work with is healing that inner child. It is basically identifying what happened when you were young to make you realize that the block that you have against being creative did not come from you. Um, right. and I mean, every one of us is creative and when people tell me that they can't draw, of course, I don't teach people to draw, but if you tell me you can't draw well, yes, some people are probably more talented at it, mm-hmm. but if you can write and you can form shapes with your hand, you can draw, Yep. Uh. Matter, over matter. you just have to get over some of these things in your mind. So that's what I work on. Um, and I mean, I do this, I also do sessions for organizations just to help um, increase creativity and better communication within their teams and within their sort of um, employees and people who work for them um, but my favorite thing to do is to work with artists and i think um, i do a l- i mean I th- what i love about being part of this nft space is being able to actually mentor a lot of young artists and being able to work with a lot of young artists who maybe going through imposter syndrome and things like that. And of course, I don't do that in a professional manner, but uh, thanks to Colors of India and thanks to you know a lot of the sessions that I run, I do get to work with a lot of people. And um, that is the most fulfilling thing for me.
1: That's amazing, man. That's absolutely amazing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's very fulfilling, man. Because, you know, uh, the way I look at it, Every time I have a conversation with any of these young artists, I feel like I am doing things for them that I did not do for my younger self. Right. That's awesome. Yes. We, we, all, we all have those journeys, right? Especially... 100%. In Absolutely. India. Yeah. You, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's where this comes from for me. Um, and I mean, to yes. be honest, a lot of the work that I'm putting out as well, um, there is, if you actually listen to the spoken word, or if you actually read what I write in my descriptions with my art, there's usually a very um, lived experience that comes from my journey as an artist and comes from conversations I'm having with people in the space. Um, And it is usually an expression of that.
1: Nice. Nice. Really nice. Thank you.
0: That's, yeah.
1: I had no idea that, that, oh, <laughs> that you did all this. Um, I'm happy that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this space with you, mate. I mean, I'm sort of honored to be in this space with you. Uh, likewise, man, the feeling is mutual.
2: In fact, I've been I've been wanting to uh, reach out to you and um, just chat generally as well. And I'm so glad that Merricks made this happen. Because um, I think we, we've spoken maybe one or two times in the past. And yeah, that's said, true. You know, I do want to reach out. Yep. but uh, maybe maybe we can we can do that thanks to this session
0: yeah i mean like the, the, that's why like i prefer this medium compared to uh spaces as well right like i'm mean, even like if if nobody is listening to the podcast it really doesn't bother me because as long as like i'm getting to learn from you guys and like i'm hoping that we are learning from each other as well like my day is done right like and like if if i put this out like i'm obviously going to publish this out and if there's like only two people listening to it and if they get value from it and then like we are just adding value and they probably share it and down their line like even if they are not sharing the podcast itself but they're sharing the ideas that we brought to the table here you know like it just keeps going on from the
2: definitely man
1: most certainly most certainly absolutely nice and yeah. uh,
0: and you were saying like yeah, you uh, Angad, you wanted to like touch upon like men's mental health as well, right? Uh
2: yes, of course. I mean, I
1: um we, we did it briefly that's what yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, when yeah. Nash was like Nash did this whole November moment with his project, like and like yeah, he was able to contribute to like the Australian November moment, like yeah. If, on a financial front. But like, yeah, you were saying like men men's mental health is like a big thing. And and to be honest, like I, and, I mean not to be honest, but like I came across your new uh, poem that which you're working on. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. That was something that happened yesterday, which is I think why it was top of the mind for me. But also, yeah. um, I'm I'm a very spiritual person and I kind of believe that. You know there is this this sort of divine timing for things um Mm. and when you reached out to me yesterday itself saying uh nash and you on a podcast Uh like dude this is you know this is things coming together right? right i just finished writing something about how men don't cry and i remember the first time i met nash was in an you know in a space where we were talking about men not being connected to their emotions. And Merrick comes along and says, yeah, why don't we all sit and chat? Um, I mean, I, I definitely believe there's always like this, this divine sort of intervention. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would love to talk a little bit more about this. I, I think that it is a topic that we do not talk about enough. Um, I, I, so I've been, When I'm in Goa, I usually run a men's circle, which is essentially a safe space for men to come and share and to come and talk about and to learn to emote. Actually, the the biggest problem with men globally Uh. is the generation before us and the generation before them. Mm. Um, This did not uh, I mean, it was just a dumb thing, right? If you were if you were a boy, if you were a young boy and you fell and hit yourself somewhere or something happened or for some emotional reason, you felt like crying. You were just told, boys don't cry. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Right. And then you grow up and there's a whole lot of pent up emotions. There's a whole lot of, um, you know, this inability for you to deal with any kind of emotional trauma. Um, And for a lot of people, it manifests in really, really messed up ways. I mean, people either turn to drugs, alcohol, um, you know, infidelity, like sex addictions, um, Mm. like rage issues, anger issues. And then there's obviously like, there's this entire other side of it, which is also you have You know these these entire almost campaigns or there's this entire sort of conversation about how all men are jerks or all men are assholes or all men are whatever a certain type of way and somewhere in the middle of these two extremes right where men do not know how to emote and express and feel and there's this entire backlash of because i mean not condoning a lot of the idiots out there who do really really um
1: sick things you know
2: things yeah um there is there is this like really sticky kind of position for um, a lot of men where they just simply don't know where to turn because there is a lot of hate coming from one side. There is this other side where you can't, as two men, you cannot talk about feelings because that's how you've been brought up. Where do you turn? Mm-hmm. Where do you turn when you can't talk to the opposite gender or your own gender? What do you do? So this conversation is so crucial and it is so important, especially in today's world where literally anything gets amplified and blown out of proportion in a matter of seconds on the internet. Um, true. And we need to have so many more of these, these kinds of conversations because we need to learn to feel, we need to not, not learn to feel, we feel, we need to learn to deal with that feeling and deal with that emotion in a healthy way and for most men that's something that is discouraged no matter where you go and I mean I I was I was so happy to see um, that space you were holding Um,
1: Uh
2: I hadn't seen your work I didn't know anything else about you but I was like dude this guy is talking about men's mental health and just for that I want to do whatever I can to like you know reach out and support and like get to know this person because I think that this is one of the most important conversations in
1: society today. Yes, that's true. And and uh, yeah, we really wanted to come bring that up and uh, uh, and highlight that uh, so to speak. Uh, not just not just because uh, um, not 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 just because it's it's a fad or it's something like that. You know, because we as men, you know, we really have to uh, you know. Uh, uh, think about this ourselves and introspect ourselves it's okay to cry it's definitely okay to cry i i cry all the time i can i i don't have any shame in 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 saying that i do cry what is wrong in crying there's nothing wrong mm. in crying um, when you are in pain be be aware so the the very uh, fact that you're aware of uh, your pain is the first step in the healing process and many people don't understand that they want to put it in a bottle that all the within themselves and not share it with anyone, not not with your family members, or with anybody else. you know that that gets that gets really, really uh, really getting it gets messed up in the in the end. and um yeah we we wanted to do that, and we were very passionate about that because it, it was basically being our brainchild, and then um, we both collaborated and started doing the the November movement, and we were really happy uh, that we were able to not just the donation but all the mental health uh, spaces that we were able, able to hold. And I think uh, I've been in this Twitter spaces, uh, in the NFT space since what, uh, last last Jan or last February. And that month, the spaces that, that happened in, the, in that month was the most profound that I've ever, ever uh, organized or attended both. It is yep. the most profound. The amount of things that people came and, and shared. There was people so forthcoming to share some absolutely amazing things that they may not have been you know, hmm. uh, happy to share elsewhere. So we were, uh, uh, we we felt very, very, very honored to hold that space.
0: And yeah, and you guys were doing it literally every day. And like, yeah, the uh, the effort you guys put in was great. Like, uh, that's how I came across you as well, Ryan Nash. And the, yeah, pretty sure that's how I yeah, he yes. came across you. Yeah,
1: we we did it almost every day. The, uh, almost we did every short day. Spaces, yeah. yeah almost every day, f- 15 minute spaces. And then there were a few spaces which went on for like four or five hours Right, and people just came. And, and, and I know Angad had uh, some amazing stuff where when he came and did some really, really sweet stuff, you know, um, hmm. uh, when, when they did a lot of uh, spoken word uh, um, uh, on, the, on the spaces themselves, it touched a lot of lives. I can, I can very clearly say that um, it did touch a lot of lives. Thank you.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, we 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 need more, we need more of this though. Like it's I mean, we do, I think I do I do one space a week on mental health on Sundays and nice. um I've seen there's a lot more popping up now, but um I I still feel like there isn't enough and like a lot of these are um for the lack of a better word, there they're sort of uh gyan sessions where someone who is mm. from the mental space is just holding court. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, is not really what is needed. What is needed is a safe no. space for people to come and speak. Um, and I think I think that we maybe need to do some men's spaces as well where sure. you know, men can come in because I, I mean, mm. of course, this should be like, you know, mental health is gender neutral, mm-hmm. but right. Maybe for a little while, men need a more men need more of a push because I was listening to this person speak yesterday, right? He's a very prominent artist and, uh, um, and a very good friend as well. And um, I was listening to him speak and he just had a really difficult couple of months, um, uh, largely due to everything that's happening in this space. And he said something where he was like, you know, I think I'm very emotionally mature. I know I feel... Uh, I feel everything but I Mm. can't cry. and um, I I started tearing up listening to this I actually left like even right now I have goosebumps right now because I I felt that I felt that because it took me a whole lot of things happening to me before I could connect to my emotions Um, and I, I literally I left that space and I went and voiced something and it I've never written something this fast in my life because it just like poured out of me because I guess for all of us, it kind of comes from lived experience as well as as, you know, men who grew up or were born in the 80s and maybe like the early 90s and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were from that generation or we are from that generation where we were not allowed to feel what we had to feel. We were not allowed to cry. Mm. Um, And the fact that this is something that, even now, like we're, we're coming across people who don't know how to connect to themselves, especially artists. Mm. Yeah. we need to connect to ourselves because the best things we can create come from a place of
1: emotion. Yep. that's true.
2: Yep. Yeah,
1: that's. Uh, and and, and I, I must say there some of the spaces that we held. Uh, we didn't we didn't do anything. We just we just had like uh, music sessions. we we're just we we're just playing random music. Mm-hmm. And that was so well attended. Like 80, 90 people came and just listened to, you know, we were just playing m- music like like fools. Like we had a Tamil song, we had a Telugu song, we had an English song, one Italian song, and it just like that, random stuff, a Korean song, and a K-pop, everything. And nice. people just enjoyed that. They they were just they were just enjoying that, just 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 staying in the space, you know. Yeah. Um and that was something we thought like wow so music does heal you know it really does heal uh, yeah. and they just came and ha- hung out with us doing nothing we didn't ta- we, we didn't talk about art we didn't we didn't chill there's no chill nothing
2: yeah More I sense. think a lot of people want to be in spaces that have that energy they just want places where they can be part of a community without needing to sell themselves like
1: it's yeah it's yeah beautiful no, that's where the Tao is coming. you know, the is really, really uh, are, will help that so that, see, th- this, this, this thing must change, you know? this is like a synergy, you see, this thing must change, right now there's a sort of a uh, cognitive dissonance between collector and, and artist, where artists has to go and shill themselves and they, they fall prey to, uh, you know, these promoters, so to speak, uh, uh, and, and, um, and they get, you know, they get depressed and so on and so forth. So the DAOs come in where you know, they 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 hold the connect between the collector and artist, and the artist's only job is just to keep on doing art. Um, I know, I'm sort of, sort of slightly digressing from just mental men's mental health, but oh, uh, yeah,
2: mental health though. Like I think I think that's interesting, but there's a there's a question that comes up here, right? Um, once this happens. Do, do these DAOs and organizations become the new gallerists? Because
1: mm.
2: something. Oh, that yeah.
1: Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, hopefully. that. Is, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's happening already. I mean, we get, we get approached by a different gallery every day to come in, to tie up, or to like, you know, yep. help them come into the art community, into the NFT community. And just like, but what are you going to do there? I mean, other than like show the physical world what you're doing. Mm. Really the whole point is for artists to directly be able to meet the, you know, meet the collector and directly sell. But I don't know. I mean, mm. I guess like maybe, maybe this is, I mean, there's definitely a role for a middle person to play and I'm, I'm, I'm all for decentralization. So it's, yep. it's like, yeah. Messing with my mind
1: right now. Yeah, you know, no, I'm I'm also all for the definitely all for decentralization. Yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nice. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on that one. I'm 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 really looking forward to uh, what this uh, NFT space evolves into. Yep. Um, Yep. Sure. Yeah. Especially
0: with the metaverse coming in, right? Like, and it's like it's already there like you're already there yeah yeah,
2: yeah. i agree
1: we're,
2: we're there it's it's happening it's it's yeah. becoming more and more real Yeah. i mean faster than i thought it would i mean even a few True. weeks ago i was like yeah eventually i'm going to look into the metaverse and now i'm just like no nah. <laughs> we're already behind yep. this is this is something that we need to be in on because i think the nft space is um it's changing, it's evolving, but on one level, it needs to evolve into things like the metaverse. And yep. if, if people stay Definitely. stuck in VR and keep trying to do the same thing they were doing in 2021, um, they're going to get left behind. Like it's going to happen.
1: Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, like but, but AR and VR comes in, uh, yeah. things are going to change like massively.
2: Yep. Exactly. So I'm I'm trying to do something. Um I can I guess I can talk about it here. I don't know. Um I, I'm figuring out if I would get into legal trouble with it or not. But um so I I actually come from a little bit of street art. Like I used to do street art in Delhi back in the day.
0: Okay. Um,
2: and of course, I mean this is like tagging and stuff. Like um, so I I I mean, I'm somebody who loves existing outside the gallery system. I do have my art in private galleries and stuff. But for me, the real excitement is figuring out a way to get your, get your work or get your message out, outside of the gallery system.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, I'm working on something um, to educate people and bring them into this space using street art using stickers and uh, street art and we're trying to work on some sort of augmented reality um, without going too far into it i'm trying to work on something where um you can you know you can scan a sticker and experience the metaverse or you can scan right
0: a right
2: so i'm pretty excited about that i just need to figure out if i'll get into trouble for like putting these up everywhere because
0: oh you mean like uh putting stickers like on the street like, on, yeah. like, like if you're like strolling around in Goa and yeah. putting it like in a bar table exactly. or like a yeah. lamp post or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. When you do a graffiti, it doesn't come back to you. Right,
0: right, 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 right. right. There's no That's link true.
2: coming back to you. Whereas but this time it, there's a
0: link coming back to you.
2: Right. So I'm, I'm trying to navigate that. Like, uh, I don't know I if you guys have
0: any ideas. Um, I mean, uh, one idea could be like uh, be anonymous.
2: But how do you be anonymous? Because every domain is registered to someone.
0: Right, 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 right. Mm.
2: That's the problem. That's the problem. Every domain is registered to someone. We learned this when we were like, when we were initially like working on the DAO. This is one of the first things the lawyer said. That's like there is always a connection to the real world.
1: So mm.
2: we'll always be connected to India because somebody bought a domain.
1: Yep.
2: Somebody paid for it. Who lives in this country and they are mm. prosecuted by Indian law. So it's a it's a tricky one. I mean, I I really hope I can pull it off because it would just be so much fun. But
1: mm. we'll see. Definitely. Great.
0: Really? Uh, just like, <laughs> I mean, i mean it's like a fast i mean you could i mean you could just say like that it's not you but yeah that that doesn't really make sense cause it's linked to you like you say like a, like it's not me that is posting it like there's someone post putting these things up on the street but it's not me who's doing it but yeah but it's still like promoting your thing right so like yeah I still have like a liability there
2: no and it's it's public property right so the, the issue mm. is you're defacing public property everything else is okay but the issue
0: is you're sort of going into vandalizing something. yeah yeah exactly. Mm. yeah exactly that's true yep yeah but yeah that's pretty cool actually like yeah putting up stickers around yeah that'd be exciting yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember like uh, back when i was in india uh, probably 7 8 years ago we used to put these stickers around uh, this is like just a funny thing like i used to do like a no smoking sign like mm. it, and it used to say it, it used to say no smoking unless it's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, um, Do you have any of these lying around?
0: Uh I'm I'm not sure, but if you uh, if you happen to be in Bombay around Bandra, <laughs> you might find some still like stuck oh, around or like around sweet. the town. Yeah. Nice,
1: yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. Yeah. <nice>. yeah. So <laughs>
0: that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, it's been our long like yeah, it's been our long one yeah i'm not sure how long it's been because like i don't see the time around here like of how long we. i like, don't see God, the time or, but yeah, yeah. i had fun <laughs> yeah it,
2: yeah pretty guessing we're close for two hour mark guessing.
0: yeah yeah i'm guessing we yeah, are i'm guessing we crossed it even but let's do this again man it was pretty fun like if you guys like firstly thanks for making the time both of you and like yeah let's do this again if we can like Figure it out, yeah. like if like we can match up times again. Sorry for that delay initially, like for setting things up. But yeah, thanks for making the time. No worries,
1: buddy. It's been great.
0: Yeah. All right, you call it. Yeah. Any Angad, do you have any? I, I think An-
1: Angat should finish it with some some, yeah, some just spoken say. word stuff. Yeah, yeah have, he's he's, he's the man of the words. I definitely have
2: something uh, that I think will be a good way to sort of close out. Um, I know you guys have definitely heard this before because it's something I'm putting everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my next
1: drop as well. Um,
2: oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I know what, what's coming. Okay, go for it. I like
2: anthem. it. Yeah, it's called the Wagmi Anthem. Nice. Yes. We're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. The dance of abundance, the chance of a lifetime. You will get yours and I'll get mine. We're all going to make it. Yes, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. We won't need to fake it. Faceless, smiley, happy voices. Cheering on each other's choices. PFPs and PTRs. Counting ether, counting stars. We're all going to make it. Yes, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. The dance of abundance, the chance of a lifetime. You'll get yours and I'll get mine. We're all going to make it. Yes, we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. Till then, we'll just fake it. The smiley voices, PTRs. Hidden FOMO, secret scars. How it all unfolds thus far. See, some got apes. Some got sour grapes, some kept minting blue chip drops, and some came up with epic flops. Through ebbs and flows and highs and lows, will we really make it? Only the future knows. But we're pioneers with secret fears and wag me cheers. And we're still here because we believe we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. The dance of abundance, the chance of a lifetime. You'll get yours and I'll get mine. We're all going to make it. Yes, we're all going to make it. It's yours if you'll take it. Because we're all going to make it.
1: Thank you. Woo-hoo. Well done. Nice, well nice. Well done. Nice, nice. Well uh, done.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll do this soon again, yeah?
1: Absolutely. Brother. Thank you thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank it's you. Thank you. See you guys. See you. See you. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.
0: Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks guys for tuning in. See you in the next one.